Did you know there is a great selection of podcasts in the Nerdy Bunch network? Like the Nerdy Bunch, which started it all. Torn Talk, a Star Wars podcast. Amalgam, a Marvel and DC podcast. The Uwu Squadcast, and many others. Be sure to visit url.bio forward slash Nerdy Bunch to listen to all the podcasts available. Thank you and enjoy the Gamers for Life podcast. It's how... I see we're in the red zone. Let me. <laughs> Let me steer us out of here. I'm just. I will. I, I, what, you steered us into this conversation. There's, there's only one way it's gonna go. I mean, I be, I'm doing. I'm doing my best to behave. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I might add. I appreciate. It. No, I'm you're doing, doing pretty well. well. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast where we discuss all things games. I'm one of your hosts, Jarrell. With me is my right-hand man, my uh, ABXY, uh, Arthur. Arthur, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. I haven't eaten yet, but I did wake up from a nap. So that's usually how the answer goes if it does not involve food. (laughs) Arthur didn't eat. Nah, because I was sleeping. <laughs> it's not one; it's the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Arthur. You have, hey, Arthur. Hey, Arthur. You have nothing to do, and, and it's during COVID. What do you do? Stuff, stuff my face with food, or not be fucking awake. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, it's funny. I was going to mention this the last episode, but you know, since we had a guest, I wanted to. Uh, be respectful from a time perspective, even though it was about a two hour episode, um, <laughs> a fun two hour episode, yeah. but I forgot to mention the last episode, but for this, for just to, just to say, you know, the last episode we did was actually, uh, made it officially the longest podcast that you and I have done together. Yeah. So we thought, go way back. Yeah. <laughs> so we did it. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we previously did a tech podcast called tips and chips, uh, and it was back in the, it's funny, even though it was five, about five ish years ago, uh, when it comes to like podcasts and like the cloud storage and how much cloud storage that you could use when you're hosting a podcast, people were really like, just like, uh, sticklers when it came to the storage and wanted to charge a bunch. So like we ended up migrating over to archive.org cause we didn't want to pay for like, you know, uh, for the storage and everything. And now, you know, you, I'm using Anchor right now, and it's, you know, I, I can upload as many episodes as I want as long as each episode is under a certain amount. But other than that, I could, you know, I hit the balls to the wall. So pretty funny how the evolution is when it comes to the world of podcasting. But it's fun to say, you know, I don't, I don't think happy anniversary is the appropriate term, but I'm yeah. glad I'm still podding with you. <laughs> still there. I mean, it's still there, right? Archive.org, tips and chips. It, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. And man, if the system ain't broke, don't fix it. Drell just brings up a story and about a company I don't like, and I cuss them the fuck out. <laughs> Deserved. Yeah. Damn. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It's like, oh, no, Arthur, you offended this multi-billion dollar corporation. Nah, they're going to wipe their tears with $100 bills. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Yeah, the episode three is still my favorite. So if anyone is curious to dive into uh, maybe some of our older podcasts back in the day, archive.org, type in, type in tips and chips. One of my personal favorites is episode three where we're talking about the cell phone companies and stuff. So Yeah, because that was back <laughs> when I still had a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. 
I still remember know. dropping that flip phone off a third story balcony onto a concrete sidewalk. It still worked <laughs> fine. <laughs> you dropped this fucking hundred hundred plus dollar phone. What are they now? How much is the new iPhone? Like fourteen hundred dollars? Uh yeah, they're they're between eleven hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Fuck that. You dropped that yeah. you dropped that thing like six inches, it just fucking kills itself. <laughs> I have been I just I just Yeah. I, I miss arguing pro flip phone to a smartphone nowadays. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, just to let everybody know, of course, you know, again, welcome to the Gamers for Life podcast. Each and every Saturday, we discuss all things games uh, and, you know, obviously available on uh, social platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Anchor.fm forward slash Gamers for Life and four is spelled out uh, the word for if you go to the Anchor.fm site. Uh, but yeah, and then also too, uh, if you guys wanted to reach out to us with like a question or what have you, and I don't know if many people know this, but you can actually go to anchor.fm forward slash gamers for life and actually leave us a, uh, a voicemail as well. So if you had a question maybe of a, of a certain topic that maybe we should address, uh, feel free to go over there and, uh, you know, say your, your name and your, in your, in your question, uh, or topic, or whatever, and we can discuss it on the show. So it's kind of throwing, uh, throwing the noodles at the, at the wall there. So feel free to do that. If you'd like to do something, it can be pretty cool. Um, and, uh, of course here on the gamers for life podcast, we read the news and you can listen to what you choose by clicking on the time codes, uh, the link of the time codes within the description of each episode. Uh, so you can listen to each story, the specific one that you would like to listen to. Uh, or if you just want to listen to the whole damn thing, you can do that as well. Just hang out with us here on uh, the Gamers for Life podcast. Uh, so for this episode, at least from a, uh, a, a from, from like the number of stories perspective, uh, not that many stories in the wild, uh, comparatively to our last couple of episodes, but I think these are still pretty significant within the world of gaming and, you know, starting it off, uh, when it comes to cyberpunk and CD project red, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, one, I never thought that I would be talking about CD project red as long as I, as much as I have on this show. And that is, and especially in this particular light, but now it seems like it's gotten to, it's gotten to a point where, I mean, I'm really worried about the future of this company. You they know pulled, what I they mean? pulled up, they pulled up Bethesda, man. Like Bethesda, <laughs> dude, Bethesda, Bethesda can do no wrong with Scott, with fallout, with fallout three, um, elder scrolls four, Morrowind, uh then fallout new vegas then skyrim then fallout 4 all fucking gold yeah and then they shit in our face with fallout 76 (laughs) our mouths were open they're just like we don't give a fuck um and with 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 cyberpunk man there's no way there's no they couldn't have not known how buggy how fucking unplayable for many of its customers, the game was going to be. Yeah. And now, now with the recent news, because the recent news kind of doesn't too much to do, to, to do with the bugs, but still, it's just, just shit keeps happening. They have like their second, they have like what, two lawsuits, one of which has very, very, very traction for them to, if not lose, at least settle because we, we talked about it in a previous episode, 
uh, one of the lawsuits is that the game is unplayable as a whole, which yeah. I would argue not so much for PC players and most next-gen consoles. But yeah. that second lawsuit that's unplayable in current-gen consoles, that is a fucking traction. Um, yeah. And now the recent thing is different, but still, man, just sucks that we just sucks that CD Projekt Red is now like connotative with like negative or bad, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. And yeah, before I, I start with the story, um, reading this here, yeah, it's, it really is sad, you know, because this is even beyond Bethesda for me. Right. Um, yeah. you know, it's not even just cause like you said, the PC version of the game, and for a majority of the PS5 and Xbox Series X versions, most of them ran okay. You know, not perfect, but okay. A couple frame rate drops here and there, just weird issues that were fixed during an update. But absolutely, the PS4 and 3 and the Xbox One versions, they, they're essentially unplayable. And, you know, aside from their kind of half ass apology, uh, and half-ass excuses, you know, it basically was just a situation where they did not pay attention or did not apply full focus, forgot about it, and just released everything. And, and it's like, uh, I was going to say, to a point, it lied. Because, like, that one yes. video they showed of gameplay of what the city looked like, no one knows what the fuck they ran that on. Because yeah. you, you have it on PC, it doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're, no one, like, it's like... It's like it was just a C- it was a CGI trailer they threw a HUD on, or something because that one that you know and you know what I'm talking about that one gameplay trailer where like it's sunny he walks through the city and it's all bright and there's AI walking around not walking through walls not appearing out of nowhere not T posing <laughs> the same AI isn't everywhere every two feet and like even and even then like minus the bugs I mentioned you're just the look of it. No one knows what the fuck that was on. Yeah. Because there's no console, there's no PC, there's no rig. There's no even, there's no fucking Tesla. <laughs> Tesla, <laughs> Tesla, Tesla Tesla cars can play it now. No right. one knows what the fuck they used to, to, to show, they use that quote unquote 100% gameplay trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't even, wasn't even fucking PC in the strongest rig. People with like, people with multi thousand dollar rigs are still like, yeah, this game looks nothing like that. <laughs> yeah these yeah even with the current rtx graphics cards that are like you know a few thousand dollars they, they still don't really yeah look exactly the same here so just uh but yeah just to finish what i was saying yeah. you know i feel like um yeah i mean you have this game where you know it, it, it ran okay on those consoles obviously it barely ran at all for the ps4 xbox one version but i mean like aside from the game being bad, right? Aside from the or aside from the launch being bad, uh, and, and having and, and I, I ended up beating the game not too long ago, you know, and 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 it's kind of even it was a bittersweet moment for me. Uh, but now the now the the future of the company in general is at stake or in question uh, regarding to this. So the reason why I say that I'll start off here according to Shack News. Uh, it says here, quote, developer CD Projekt Red found itself facing even more issues when the company was hacked earlier this week uh, in a note left for the developer. Uh, the hacker stated that they had, uh, had they have obtained the source code for The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077, threatening to sell them off if their demands were not met within 48 hours. CD Projekt Red refused to 
cooperate with the hackers and now reports they are saying that the alleged source code for Cyberpunk 2077 and their Witcher 3 have been sold in an auction through the dark web, I'll say in the parentheses. Uh, after giving CD Projekt Red a 48-hour deadline, the group behind the hack posts the source code to Gwent, the card game inspired by The Witcher. Uh, this news was first reported by Tom's Hardware by of the VX uh, Underground. Uh, in addition, they put the source code of Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3 up for auction, bidding that it started at $1,000 for the full cash. Uh, leaked files for Gwent was already popped up on various forums through most were already deleted. Um and continues to go on here, says that it's concerning to say at least, uh, the very least, with the hackers releasing data for uh, data for Gwen, it's very possible that Cyberpunk 2077 and the Witcher 3's code could have been next to fly uh, out the door, creating a whole new world of troubles for CD Projekt Red. New reports are saying that the source code for these games have also been sold. The gaming studio has obtained the fact that it will not cooperate with hackers or cave into their demands. We know that the authorities have been, uh, have been contacted, but there have been few updates outside of what the developer itself has shared. On a follow-up tweet, CD Projekt Red urged its former employees to take precaution that they believe none of their personal information has been breached, uh, end quote. What a fucking, what a mess, man. <laughs> One, you know what's weird? The timing of this is very strange to me. So, like, for, for just to ask you, like, do you think I don't want to put it on my my conspiracy hat, but do you think that this is maybe an inside job, like for someone to get the source code of Witcher Three, you know, and and for, for Cyberpunk as well? Like, do you do you think this was an inside job? Because getting the source code like is an obviously like if this was a rarity, then maybe. But no, this is like not the first time. A, like this is not the first time this exact story has happened like blank source code is blank source code is taken and ransomed back to the company. One of the assassins creed, one of the assassins creed had, had that problem. Um, I think one of the call of duties had that. I know one of the assassins creed for sure, but that was a thing like source code stolen ransom back to the company. Um, yeah, the yeah, only, I, I just I just think the timing of it is weird. The timing of it's weird because it's just like it's just like a week after they announced like the official mod stuff to be released, aka aka the mods, the aka the gamers you fix the game, which is already happening by the way. Um, I linked to I already you know, I linked you to a few little stories how like there's multiple gigabyte updates or sorry multiple gigabyte mods, of uh, people that are fixing the audio issues, the lighting issues, um. And so, and so as time goes on for free, <laughs> people are fixing their fucking game. Um, <laughs> it just sucks them, you know, I'm mad at, again, and then, you know, kind of bring it back to like, it just sucks to, you know, like what a fucking mess, like how I'm kind of mad at, I'm kind of mad at CG project red had all like, again, it feels like they pulled up Bethesda, like, Oh shit, this doesn't work. Fix it. No, not us. You. <laughs> um, but again, with this whole source code thing, I don't know. Like I said, the timing is off. Um, but like I said, I know that's just happened before. But it just is weird that like, um, it just is weird that like a week after the official modding stuff, I forget the exact word. My apologies. Um, official mods codes or mod sources 
are released that the whole game and Witcher 3 is just hacked. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to think, cause I'm trying to think what happened. I'm, I'm trying to think what happened. If like what, what happened to other companies? What they, what, what did they do? I, I don't remember yeah. the follow-up. If Assassin's Creed paid for it, I don't remember the follow-up. If again, I can't remember Call of Duty, but again, there was another game. It was like another triple A game. It was another triple A game. Same thing. Source code stolen and ransom back to the company. I don't remember what they did. Um, yeah. but a part of me is a part of me is like, if they stole the source code, <laughs> uh, can you like give it to modders before you ransom it back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you, can you send it to the modders so they can fix the game? <laughs> seriously, like, because a lot of these bugs in the game, like you know, like they're so bad, you know, like they released a patch that made a new perma glitch, <laughs> a game crashing glitch. Then they had to patch that, and when you see when you see right. stuff like that, that's a that's a skeleton framework that is on some bad code that will take months, possibly easily a year to fix, and that's what I wanted to see. It's like source code stolen, released to modders. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's 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 like it's like it's it's like for like college students. It's like oh no. Um, Scholastic, whatever the fucking company, Scholastic website hacked every college textbook released to the public. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh man, my two college textbooks re- were released online. I did, I just saved five grand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I know. It's like, come on, hackers, hack things that actually help for the people. <laughs> it's like, hey. Uh, my student loans and how much I owe. Can you just like tweak it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, anonymous. Love you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. If anything, you know, my my thoughts are with uh, the the CD Project Red and employees that are just you know baseline employees, and then you know who knows what this means for the future of CD Project Red. You know, uh, they obviously they have a lot of things to fix from an organization perspective. <laughs> Have you seen Have you seen the pictures of the CEO and, and what, like what he's looked like over the past like ten years? No, no, dude, you thought Obama aged during his presidency? Oh my god, this guy is like one game <laughs> away from like turning into the guy from Tales from the Crypt. It's like it's man. Yeah, they say like stress stress ages you. Yes, it fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> like this, I don't know if it, like I don't know if it was a CEO or CFO, but I think it was a CEO of CD Projekt Red. And like I said, the photos, of, the photos in interview, interviews, someone did like a time, can't think of the fucking word, time lapse video thing of yeah. him from like you know from like Witcher Two until like now. Like I said, man, he like I said, he's like one game away from like turning into like a horror movie villain. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy, crazy. Well, hopefully, you know, again, you know, we'll see see what happens here in the in the future. Hopefully, they um, have a No Man's Sky type of bounce back. Yeah, I would like to see that happen. They're too good. Like they they've done such good work previously in the past. I I'm still kind of rooting for their you know, for their success, you know, to kind of, you know, right these wrongs. So 
Yeah. Uh, on the next story here, I know we've been kind of keeping a close eye and ear when it comes to the Battlefield uh, franchise of them releasing a uh, new Battlefield. But now uh, the information here from Game Rant, they're saying that the Battlefield franchise has often changed and uh, it's naming conventions in the last few years, causing speculation as to what the next uh, the next game will be titled. So says here in quote, says the current rumors surrounding the game suggest that the game will return to a modern setting, uh, which could lend credibility to the title really ending up as Battlefield 6. That said, perhaps the trend away from the normal style titles wasn't simply because Battlefield 1 and 5 were historical games. Perhaps it's indicative of how EA and or DICE intend to name all of the games in the future, regardless of the setting. If so, it probably won't be Battlefield 6, which could potentially make it look like a direct sequel to Battlefield 5. It could be something more along the lines of the Battlefield Hardline, or there's no uh, number whatsoever and instead simply has a subtitle. Though doing uh, that uh, risks some players feeling that it isn't a new mainline Battlefield release. Uh, regardless, anticipation is high for whatever details EA and DICE provide about the game, in the coming months, end quote. Uh, so one thing I wanted to say here before I get your thoughts here on this, Arthur. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm i really, one of the, like, w- uh, besides the main Battlefield games, uh, I'm a huge fan of Battlefield Bad Company, the series. Uh, specifically Battlefield Bad Company 2, because I feel like Bad Company 1, you know, the, 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 the start of it, you know, or just kind of like the, the overall sense of it was pretty cool, but the, the controls were just like terrible, like awful, <laughs> awful controls, like playing online. And stuff. I'm like, what the, the, found, the foundation was there, but there was definitely room for improvement. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like that, that improvement absolutely helped for battlefield back company too. That was the first, first person shooter that I really got glued to, you know, uh, when it came to that particular console generation, I should say, uh, that's that was one where I got I got hooked on it. Like before any other call of before, like the Call of Duties and all that stuff. Like I was super hooked on Battlefield Bad Company Two online. Um, you know, so given that, you know, I'm wondering if they're really doing some homework to consider releasing a Bad Company because I, I know Hardline wasn't a huge success. I know Visceral worked on that game, uh, you know, and not Dice. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this? If they release a bad company three, people, I think, I think people will lose their shit because yeah. that was like the first game where, like, me as a gamer went, grenades blow up walls. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, like tanks can like drive over shit, or like, oh, that guy's in that house. I was <laughs> fucking run him over with what my tank. <laughs> just run him the fuck. Just run the whole fucking thing over. <laughs> yeah, man. Battlefield, Bad Company 2. Um, yeah, God, I missed that game. Um, yeah, I the, reason I'm, too, the reason man. I'm pausing is I'm trying to think why I played that game. I stopped playing Battlefield and it didn't get back into Battlefield 4. Because I didn't really play, I didn't play Battlefield 3. I don't know why. Um, but. Good campaign for that one. Yeah, it was. I eventually, I eventually briefly you know, got back and played it. I was like, aircraft carrier. Oh, um, <laughs> if they, if they, if they do a trailer for that, dude, the potential, the potential to get battlefield fans back into battlefields is really high because yeah. like, like I, like I said, battlefield one, 
Battlefield 1 was just so fucking fun because you could just do whatever you wanted it to do. And then Battlefield uh, Battlefield 5, the World War 2 game, was like, eh, no. All those all those all those limitations are removed. No, they're back on. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's fun. I'm not gonna play you no more. Uninstall. Because <laughs> put it this way, because just remember how Balf- how unpopular Battlefield Five was. That game was half price the same week it launched. Yeah, that's crazy. It dropped fifty percent within seven days, and that was the only reason why I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been a red flag, but I was like, ooh, a sale. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Like I said, fucking it was just so bad. Like I said, all, all, the only thing Victor and I did was just play sandbags. But like, but back to it, like if you know you know if they the new E3 in person or digital and EA EA surprises the shit out of us. Like again, EA has some potential. EA really, really, really has it. Because wait, yeah, wait, is Battlefield EA? Am I losing my fucking mind? Yeah, 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 yeah. Their publisher's EA. Okay, thank you. I was like, wait, I thought I thought I was going crazy for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, they really have a potential, you know, to keep their winning, to keep what I think is a recent winning streak going. Um, you know, again with you know the Star Wars and the the re success of Battlefront two, so the itch is there to play another big, large scale world changing online shooter hmm. yeah gates are open ea just give us a reason to fucking walk the room <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah uh and again to your you know reminiscing about the bad company too i just remember like using uh i forgot which gun it was but first i remember like just how realistic the gunshots were you know like, oh yeah the, the sounds were you know because they're using real record real weapons like i always talk about you know i, I always reckon i always prefer that versus call of duty making up a bunch of shit you know these fake ass guns and yeah, every gun sounds the same you know battlefield was like no these are real weapons and we recorded real weapons being shot and i just love like the grenade launcher the choop, and then just like a whole wall being destroyed <laughs> oh yeah the classic dump like <laughs> I, like, I, like I said, shooting a grenade launcher, or if it was a throwing a grenade and having a wall blow up, baby Arthur was f- color, color me fucking impressed. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, so we'll see. And you know, it's funny. Fuck, I forgot to add this into our stories, but I guess there isn't really too much information being uh, talked about this, but I wonder if they will release. Uh, some information about the next battlefield during E3, since they said that E3 uh, for this year is planning to be another digital presentation. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sad EA is not a thing, just because I wanted to, I wanted to go. <laughs> um, but d- having the having the d- digital one, um, I think that. I think we've learned from this last year of digital showcases that they've learned what they've, I think they've learned what we've always been asking for at E threes announcement. Trailers are cool. Gameplay trailers are way the fuck better. <laughs> um, because you know, cause like I said, cause, cause each, each company had like two rounds of conferences. The first one was just like, and Sony, Sony failed its first one. Cause remember Sony went up first and Sony went all, all like CGI, theatrical shit and, and there was not one shot of gameplay and and people noticed 
and criticize the fuck out of them. So, and Xbox, you know, of course, you know, of course, you know, the Twitter, you know, the twi- in the Twitterverse, Xbox was, hey guys, our conference is next week. Don't worry, plenty of gameplay coming. But then Sony <laughs> learned. Sony learned on its second round they had a gameplay. So, so things that we've always truly wanted at E3s, I mm. think we're finally getting now. Yeah. So with the you know because now that we don't have weird fucking onstage live mishaps, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, and here's a you here's a YouTuber that isn't really a fucking gamer, but fuck it, he's a YouTuber, so we'll slap him on the stage at EA, then no one no one gives a shit. Like, right. like old people are just like, ah, he's young. They'll know who he is. <laughs> the uh, the kids won't care. Like, they'll, yeah. It's like so fucking bad. It's like the people yeah. that get sometimes is just the, you know what I mean. Like the all the all the cringe moments of EA upside with the yeah. di- upside with all the digital stuff that's gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything that I didn't care for, it's the same thing that everyone else didn't care for. These like terribly like these terribly written banter[s] between like corporate execs that are presenting the next game and like mm-hmm. they're trying to make them funny. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> or like, or like the fake the f- the fake PC non funny non vulgar gamer chat gamer chat back and forth. Hey Chad, <laughs> wow, look at that mountain. That looks really good. Yeah, Stacy, that mountain looks well rendered, as if it was with blah 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 bit focus and blah 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 sixteen times the graphic. Is isn't that right, Alex? I was just gonna say the same thing, Chad and Amy. That mountain looks really good. <laughs> like the. F- fuck <laughs> like you know you know what i'm talking about like anthem yeah anthem, yeah it's anthem, like terrible banter it's yeah, terrible but... fucking banter anthem had it a ton of shit has it it's like it's like cool we're gonna see gameplay can you just mute whoever the fuck is talking <laughs> <laughs> you know the funniest thing to me is when they show like gameplay trailers right but they but they they do a script for like the people that are talking in like the gameplay oh yeah so like so like <laughs> so like i remember there was one for the division and it was a really it was really cool as far as like how the uh the gameplay was but like everything else was scripted so yeah, like you have like the yeah these you have these people with their headsets and they're they're, they're talking as far as like you know like all right guys do this i right, pulled the guns you know okay we'll, we'll block this thing when in real life like people don't really talk like that online it's more like got you you bitch <laughs> yeah like that's what i'm saying it's like the most pc fucking banter fake bullshit it's like oh no he's down we should pick him up because we are best friends ha <laughs> you're dead <laughs> fucking ass let him fucking die idiot then he'll learn his lesson. You know what I mean? Like, like no one talks like that. Literally not even children yeah. talk like that. <laughs> yeah. Like usually it's like, you know, a team of four or five people. One of them is like 12 and they're like, suck my dick. And I'm like, what the fuck? this is why I mute everybody. This is why we everybody online. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, here's the boss. Let's, let's go. Suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, like this fake and non-existent robotic <laughs> lizard people banter. It's like great, great job, guys. Great job. It's like you guys don't understand gamers at all. It's like no one insulted each other's mom. I don't know whose mom's a hoe. Like, what is <laughs> what is this unrelatable fake bullshit? Yeah, I want. Give me like 
teamy four people, two of which are buzzed, one's high, <laughs> then we'll get some real shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, but like, but also keep that one lizard people banter guy. Hey guys, look at that mountain. That mountain looks really nice. Who the fuck brought this asshole? <laughs> We're over here fucking dying, and this guy's fucking jacking off to a mountain over there. Yeah, the mountain's rendered. It's called the video game. Where the fuck you been the past thirty years? Fucking help us. We're dying. <laughs> It's like, hey, your ping is really high, so we're gonna kick you out. <laughs> yeah, it's like fuck. It. It's like fuck it. Fucking let's vote to kick Jack off Mountain over there. But guys, <laughs> it, but look at this flower. It's rendered so well. Okay, that's it. Fucking kick him. <laughs> isn't this? So, so, isn't the ability swapping so flawless of a mechanic? Who the fuck? Who invited him? Who? <laughs> I'm kicking you too. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to know right now, right fucking now. <laughs> God, the lizard people banter. Ah, oh, it's it's like for me, it's like lizard people banter is like the like the movie equivalent of fake running. After like decades and decades, they can never get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that guy's fake running, and that guy is a that guy is not a human being that has any friends. <laughs> Has <laughs> never carried one conversation in a video game. <laughs> <laughs> so circling back, I hope EA, uh, if they do rele- release uh, a battlefield, the battlefield game, you know, I'm hoping, you know, that it's gonna they're gonna be doing that for for uh, the the E3 that uh, comes out this year. So we'll see more to be, um, you know, more, more more to be seen in the future. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I now, oh, sorry, pause. I was like, and now I feel like watching all the fucking cringe moments of those lizard people talk. <laughs> There's so many. There's, it happens all the time. Gears did it. Uh, was it Gears of, Four, Gears of War? I think four did it or Judgment did it. Sorry, just, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I'm glad those days are over or just, you know, uh, in the dark right now. Kill so. it with fire. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of war games, uh, this one was actually really exciting to me uh, because this is a game I do remember uh, that I was excited for it, but I remember them canceling the game because of the specific uh, things that were happening in real life that aligned with the actual game. Oh. Uh, so according to Gamatsu, it says here in quote, six days, six days in Fallujah, the previously canceled first person tactical military shooter based on the true stories of the second battle of Fallujah in 2004 has been resurrected by publisher Victora and developer Highware games for release on consoles and PC via steam in 2021. The companies announced uh, specific consoles were not announced. Uh, unfortunately, uh, originally announced by atomic games uh, in 2009, six days in Fallujah returns with a new publisher, new developer and new game uh, from many of the core leadership team behind the halo and destiny games says here in quote, sometimes the only way to understand what's true is to experience reality for yourself. Said the former Marine Sergeant Eddie Garcia, who was wounded during the battle for Fallujah and proposed the original idea for six days in Fallujah in 2005. Continues, continues here. says in quote, war is uh, filled with uncertainty and tough choices that can't be understood by watching someone on TV or movie screen that makes sense that make these choices for you. Video games can help all of us understand real world events in ways that other media can't in quote victoria uh, ceo added uh it's hard to understand what combat is actually like through uh 
fake people doing fake things in fake places. Uh, this generation should sacrifice and courage in Iraq as a remarkable uh, as uh, any in history. And now that they're offering the rest of us a new way to understand one of the most important events of our century, uh, it's time to challenge outdated stereotypes and what video games can be. End quote. Uh, here is an overview of the game, said Victoria. The second battle for Fallujah began in 2004 after Al-Qaeda seized control of one of uh, Iraq's major cities. Uh, the battle proved to be the toughest military conflict for the Western forces since 1968. Uh, Atomic Games announced Six Days in Fallujah in 2009, but saw the title abandoned by its original publisher following controversy about the ability of video games to cover challenging real-world events. Uh, Victoria is the publishing production company found in 2016 by former Atomic Games CEO Peter Tampt uh, in the goal of, of bringing a new Six Days in Fallujah to players along with other uh, games based on true stories. Uh, working partnership with the frontline military and soldiers who fought in the Battle of Fallujah, Victoria and Howard Warrior uh, have spent more than three years building unique technologies and game mechanics that brings players closer to the uncertainty and tactics of the modern combat than other video games have explored. Over 100 Marines, soldiers, and uh, Iraqi civilians who were present during the se- Second Battle of Fallujah have shared their personal stories. Uh, photographs and video recordings of the development team as well. Uh, the game gives these stories voice through the gameplay and first-person accounts captured in original documentary interv- uh, interview footage. Uh, Six Days in Fallujah aims to be the most authentic military shooter to date and to tell these military and civilian stories with the integrity they deserve. Uh, more information about Six Days in Fallujah will be announced in the coming weeks. Uh, end quote. Uh, I'm really excited for this, man. I'm really excited for this, uh, and it seems so. It seems like they're really giving it the respect and the sensitivity that the game deserves, especially with the situation. And I remember, I remember being excited for this, reading this in like a Game Informer or something. And I remember hearing after the fact that it was canceled. I was like, "Oh fuck," you know, because I remember one of the games that I really enjoyed because of its realism was uh, Shell Shock Nom Sixty Seven. Yep. Um, you know, and that was like one of my favorite Vietnam shooters. Arby, I think it's probably the best Vietnam shooter so far, but besides mm-hmm. like the DLC for Battlefield Bad Company 2, the Vietnam, uh, you know, DLC that they had there. Um, but uh, yeah, I just really, I really miss those first person shooters where it's not just like, you know, just like the dumbass, like, you know, brains and like guns and like, let's just go mow them down. You know, like this is like based off of a very real, you know, situation. And then they have like military members, you know, kind of like mentoring throughout the process of the game to, to, to continue its realism. And then even like the, the documentary stuff too, like I hope that's implemented into the game. Cause I do miss that from like the medal of honor games. Like you remember back in the day, oh, like, yeah, the medal of honor out. games. So like every time you complete, yeah. every time you complete a mission, it would tell you the true story of like a soldier or a platoon. I was yeah. like, Oh my God. Oh my, this game's, this game's amazing. Like you feel more immersed, more connected and made you want to like look up more and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that shit, dude. I love that. I love that. I remember, um, I remember Medal of Honor. I think it was Medal of Honor Underground, uh, beating that. And then you know, there's this this old footage, you know, of like these, uh, you know, these uh, ex spies, you know, just kind of talking about the war and stuff. And I was like, wow, like it's, it's like it's just really like it just really like kind of just really, really immersive, really immersive. And just really, you know, kind of brought just like a lot of emotions, you know, out of everything. So, um, I really hope the game comes out, 
right? I really hope the game comes out. You know, I think if anyone, you know, if anyone with half a brain now understands that video games is not just not all video games have to be mindless, and some and some can, and some some and and some games, you know, they they have they provide something where it is okay for that to happen, right? Um, you know, like say like a a, a, a Tetris or like a Mario, uh, a Super Mario, where like you know it's just you, it's just a right, you know, you 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 do X, Y, and Z, you know. But I, I've, people now, with, especially with the technology, games have such a, a plethora, a huge world or a huge opportunity. To, to create any type of game that you want, you know, whether it being a fighting game or just a heavy ingrained story or mixing different, you know, elements and whatnot. And that's what I love about, that's what I love about the art of gaming, you know, where you can really, you can have a really intense story based off of real events that is immersive, that is entertaining. And that, you know, provides senses of realism or just that experience, you know, so that I, I, that's, you know, one of the reasons why I, I love gaming so much. So I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited for this. I hope that this comes out and it seems like they're giving it the respect that it deserves. Uh, but, but what are your thoughts? I'm really glad. I'm really glad this game is coming out. Um, I got mad that this game got canceled because it was canceled, not by veterans, not by Marines, not by those involved. It was canceled by a fucking, you know, like the professional, the, prof- the professional victims. Like, like, like you, like you said, you know, the, 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 like the main characters, the real people, soldiers that this game is following were a part of this game from day one till its completion because they wanted it to give it, they wanted to do the story justice. They wanted to do it right. They wanted it to be real. They wanted it to be raw and telling. And so they feel tested this, not just with the course, um, the main, the main soldiers that are involved in this story, they tested it with um, enlisted men. They tested it with um, at-home veterans, like the spectrum, like the quote-unquote spec, like the spectrum of you know, like veterans, like you know, the, like those involved, those in active duty, and those that have, you know come back home and have re- not retired, but yeah, you know, uh, there's a word when you're done with the military. You know what I mean? Um, uh, discharged or uh, now veteran, something like that. Yeah, like veteran. Yeah. 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 Um. So, like, so they tested it across the spectrum, and it got a raving review. It got raving reviews across the board of how they did it, how how they did it, not, not not just as a game, but as a story. And then all of a sudden, like, it got wind of like, no, you got to respect the veterans, and no, and it's like the veterans yeah. fucking approved it. <laughs> yeah, it's like we are respecting them. That's why the game's taking so long to make. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we are respecting them. <laughs> so, but now I think you know. You know, looking where we are now of like, you know, that blank, you know, that blank, that, that blank, vague bumper sticker, respect the troops of like 2001, like really fresh post 9-11 to where we are now. I think we have a broader, more accurate picture to a point of the life of a modern veteran, you know, from like movies like, you know, like Jarhead, um, uh, and uh, uh, the one with um, the bomb one with uh, fuck uh, Hawkeye. Um, ah, I forget. But there's a ton of there's a lot of, there's like there's been a lot of really good telling, like like Americans like American snipers one. Um, yeah, 
it's gonna you know, like apocalypse now like you yeah know, this is from yeah yeah and, and so now we have this like more like i said more realer idea of what it is like for the life of a modern day veteran from afghanistan iraq or those middle eastern these middle eastern war zones and so i think i think now that's why this game is able to be released now compared to like again compared to like fresh arguably fresh 9-11 within the first few years because what was it like 2003 you said mm-hmm. um or 2006 something like that um where again it was like you know like veteran veteran or troops was a very very sensitive subject um, yeah. um and for we know now for unfortunately incorrect reasons and i'm really happy this game's i'm really happy this game's coming out um, again, not just because not just as a medium that what games can tell compared to movies, but just the fact that so many Marines, at, you know, those involved were so hands on with this game. Um, this is their story that needs to be told. Yeah. It's not, and they're not doing it with a Christopher Nolan movie. They're not doing it with a spirit book, a spirit book movie. Yeah. They're doing it with a game. And you know we and like we mentioned with Medal of Honor with other games we've seen hints of this in the hints of this in the past, um, even Battlefield One, you know Battlefield I don't know if you remember but Battlefield One's campaign followed real life, yeah soldiers started yeah exactly. um, the last level is the last level is Lawrence of Arabia, and you feel that more connected and that much more informed and respectful of of those involved of this story of the lives you're playing as. Um, and so again, I think, I think that's why I can have how there's been like more of a cultural understanding um, shift compared to the early two thousands compared to when we first got, got involved, uh, got involved in Middle, in, in the Middle East conflicts that this game is able to be released now. And I'm, I'm really happy it is. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So moving further into um, a different type of video game, uh, but is a video game that, unfortunately, I still haven't been able to play because I don't have a fucking PlayStation 4, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it now, uh, knowing that uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, is about time. Coming to PC, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a shift. Hey, Balfalusia. <laughs> Uh, awesome crash bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I transitioned that well. No, damn no, it. no, <laughs> you're good. No, it's just, you're good. It's just a subject. It's just a subject themselves. Hey, yeah. that's how we do it here. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I should have just said, we'll be right back. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> so according to Gamatsu says here quote publisher Activision and developer toys for Bobble released Crash Bandicoot 4 it's about time for PlayStation 5 Xbox the Xbox series uh and Switch on March 12th followed by the PC release via BattleNet uh later in 2021 uh the company is in, uh, that has announced uh it'll cost 59.99 for PS5 and Xbox series uh and 39.99 for Switch and uh PC Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, first launched in PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on October 2nd, 2020. Users who purchase these versions will be upgraded to their next-gen counterpart to no additional cost, uh, except in Japan, in quotes. That sucks. Uh, Save data can also be carried over uh, as well. Uh, the game will run a native 4K resolution at 60 frames per second on PS5 and Xbox Series X and upscale to 4K on Xbox Series S 
as well as the a quicker feature load times and 3D audio. Uh, the PlayStation 5 version will utilize DualSense uh, controllers' wireless triggers to feel the force of Neo Cortex's DNA-changing blaster uh, or the experience of the grip as they grapple uh, Tana's uh, hookshot. Uh, additionally, PS5's activity card feature will give players a breakdown of their progress throughout each of the game's dimensions, providing guidance to achieve objectives and more. Uh, Ad Division also teased more Crash Bandicoot news to come, mentioning that fans should be able on the lookout for tons of futuristic or fantastic festivities from Activision's Blizzard aimed to engage Crash Bandicoot's fans throughout the year. And fans can expect more information on the PC edition at a later date, along with other fun happenings in the celebration of the franchise's 25th anniversary, uh, end quote. Uh, first thing is that I'm, I'm just so excited that the game did so well right i've been looking forward to this for a long time and because life happens i still haven't fucking played it because i don't have a playstation 4 at the moment but i am excited that the pc version is coming out but uh definitely exciting stuff you know definitely exciting stuff for me you know um are you planning on playing this one when it comes out i'm i'm nervous because i want to play it Mm. but depending on the game i'm completion depending on the game i'm a completionist yeah. Not all of not all of them. But the fact this game literally smacks you with every box you didn't get when the <laughs> when the when the when the level's over. Oh, that might be literally fucking triggering. <laughs> and there's so dude, there's I've been I was watching um I was watching I was watching someone play it and there's so much so much shit they they added to the game. Like they added backwards levels the other levels were like it's backwards and there's and the gravity's changed um the controllers are reversed um and you're underwater <laughs> like <laughs> there's so much there's just so much stuff like yeah yeah i like that like i said i, I, like I, said, I haven't played it um because it is I know, I know it's on xbox uh, i haven't played it yet but like I said, i'm nervous too yeah. just because i know I know when that level's done and it's like you missed one and it's like <laughs> son of a bitch. Gotta fucking I got just gotta do it again. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I remember playing it's like, hey, great job, but you missed like 40 boxes. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. Like and, and I like there's a mechanic too, like Crash gets more pummeled the more boxes that you missed. And it's like, fuck, man, that's that's a really smart, that's a really smart, that's a really clever way to add replayability to your game to make yeah. us feel like a fucking asshole for not getting all the shit. <laughs> Look, Crash is dying because you suck. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a so really that's a really it was really clever. It was really really like not too you know like crazy of a mechanic, but that simple mechanic, like so the simple mechanic of getting smashed by every box you missed geniuses fucking geniuses <laughs> oh man yeah funny stuff there uh so moving on uh i th- <laughs> it's funny i left this story just for you arthur because <laughs> i thought it would be a funny thing to circle back to but then also to affirm some of the feelings that you had that uh some other gamers actually felt the same way so uh according to ign uh, Resident Evil as a franchise casts a long shadow in video games, but Capcom wow. has taken this quite literally with Resident Evil 8 Village. Uh, 
The series' uh, latest villain, Lady Dimitrescu, uh, is a nine foot six inch vampire whose towering frame and stylish uh, Edwardian fashion sense has inspired a vert response from its fans. Fan art, meme, and cosplays of the character have spread across the internet like a T-virus through Raccoon City, much to the delight of the village's developers. Uh, Here's how she came to be and why she's seduced so many people. Uh, A bewitching uh, vampire in the early stages of planning, we decided on going with the castle and vampire's motifs, said Tomitoru Takano, apologies, uh, village's art director. In a recent interview with IGN saying, quote, however, we did not want to be constrained with uh, by how vampires uh, now have been portrayed in various forms of popular entertainment. Uh, Takano uh, began with the concept of a bewitching vampire and says that they drew inspiration from figures like famed 16th century Hungarian noblewoman and serial killer Elizabeth uh, Bathory, the Japanese urban legend uh, Hashaku uh, Sama and uh, Angelica Houston's uh, Mordica Adams. Uh, share autoplay uh, autoplay setting on Lady Demescu's uh, definitely doesn't look like the traditional vampire. While she's pale and has bright yellow eyes, she looks more like a step out of the 1920s speakeasy rather than some Eastern European castle. And she probably stepped over more <laughs> more people entirely on her way. Uh, the very first piece of the concert art I drew was a scene in the trailer more uh, where Lady Demescu's duck ducks down to walk excuse me, through the doorway, Takano said. Uh, From that moment, I knew that I had to do the scene. A towering reception, Takano's instincts were right, and when the scene appeared in the brief teaser in January, a viral reaction started pouring in. And the early one from YouTuber's uh, Susie Hunter uh, put it pretty precisely. Guys, the vampire lady is extremely tall. Uh, let's see here. It goes on to say, uh, obviously she's a vampire and fantasies of being devoured by consumed a vampire is classic at this point. They desire something taboo about you, your blood, your life force, and they have to hurt you to get it. And, but the ecstasy of having your blood drained is always framed as sexual. Goddess says that for a lot of men, an idea of physically overpowered by a woman is novel and exciting, which would help explain why so many memes and jokes about being stepped on chase or crushed by Lady Demescu. <laughs> There's been uh, thus a proliferation of straight men identifying as simps online that she says that it's reversal of the typical uh, hetero subdom dynamic, end quote. So basically saying that a lot of people were really turned on by this character unknowingly <laughs> by Capcom, by the Capcom team. So I thought this was kind of funny just because, uh, you know, I know you were saying as far as like, I don't know why, but like, I feel like this character, like she, like she seems kind of creepy, but like maybe not as creepy as she should be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if like, if her and Elvira were to star in a movie, <laughs> be a lot of pausing in that movie <laughs> a lot of froze a lot of freeze frames a lot of freeze frames in that that movie <laughs> yeah man yeah she's hot like and her like her daughters too it's really weird um it's it's i forget if it's confirmed or not that one of the daughters is modeled after Haley olsen um the girl that plays wanda you know from mm. Avengers, you know, now, now WandaVision. Yeah. Cause it does look like her, like one of the vampire girl with the hoodie. 
and the face yeah. covered in blood. Yeah. Um, it does look like her. Like yeah. <laughs> if, if Jap, if, you know, if Capcom of Japan's like, oops, we drew a white girl. looks like another white girl. Whoopsies. <laughs> um, but otherwise it does like, otherwise, it, you know, when you, when you, when you do a side by side comparison, it does look like Haley Olsen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But, but the main character, holy fuck, nine was it? Just what did, what did they say? Nine two. Yeah. Uh, nine six. Yeah. Nine six. <laughs> That's. Yeah, I, I like how they up. mentioned all. I like how they <laughs> listed all the things she's appeared in, quote unquote, memes, gifs, jokes. I'm like, you forgot yeah. porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm like, like a uh, online journalist there. Uh, yeah, she's appeared in one other category. <laughs> uh, the one that uh, mainly people are a fan of. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah. her yeah. and the other daughters, man. Again, it's like, oh, oh, no. A gothy vampire girl. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Don't. Don't chase me. All you know, you almost got me. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> it's, it's just, whoa. <laughs> like, like again, that scene, where, <coughs> that scene, again, that scene where she has to duck through the doorway and just stands towering over you. You're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I came to the right place. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like I want, I want that. I want their mod where the main character is Zach Brannigan from Futurama, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking shitty captain of like that, that like the the oh, fucking yeah. classic asshole misogynist. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, mama, you can arrest me now, but I must warn you, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the other, that's the other thing too. I've been seeing a lot is like the classic Futurama death by snoo snoo. Mm. I'm like, man, what a hell of a way to go. <laughs> oh, I guess, yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. I'm just like, wow. Like, I wonder what other characters they've uh, they put in that game. <laughs> and, and it's funny because like them talking about it only made it. I don't want to say worse, but it definitely increased the influx of fan art. <laughs> it's yeah. like cosplays too. Cosplay, like cosplays are. are oh yeah, up. yeah. There's yeah. been a lot of gifted cosplayers that can really fill out her figure. Is how <laughs> I see we're in the red zone. Let me. Is <laughs> how I'm, let me steer us out of here. I'm just. I will. I. I you, you steered us into this conversation. There's, there's only one way it's gonna go. I mean. <laughs> I be, I'm doing I'm doing my best to behave. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I might add. I appreciate it. No, you're doing, doing, well. well. yeah, uh, well. doing pretty well. But yeah, the co- like I said, the cosplayers, at least the cosplayers I've seen, great job. Keep it up. <laughs> Couple Instagram follows and hearts, <laughs> DM slides. I mean, other things, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that game none uh you know, nonetheless. I can't wait for the mods. Sorry. I just <laughs> I cannot fucking wait for the mods on this game. Like I like the the the, the potential the potential's endless. Yes. Yes, yes it is. And yes, I want just is. again again, I really want someone to I again I really want someone to 
mod Futurama stuff into this. Either Zach Brannigan or the fucking the Amaz- the Amazonian Snoo Snoo Warriors. I'll <laughs> be just fucking great. Yeah, yeah. We shall see. So, uh, before we get into the big tuna of the day, uh, there is another big story that dropped that just, uh, to me, just affirmed my excitement for uh, this video game-based movie that is coming out. Uh, and that is that uh, Jack Black, uh, actor, musician, etc. Jack Black will play the snarky robot Claptrap in the Borderlands movie as the title of this Verge, The Verge magazine. Uh, it says here in quote, Jack Black is the is set to play snarky robot Claptrap in the upcoming Borderlands movie, according to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Deadline, Variety, and other publications. He joins what's turning out to be an all-star cast, which includes Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Hart, and Kate Blanchett. The movie will be directed by Eli Roth, who has uh, recently directed uh, The House with a Clock in Its Walls, which uh, Blanchett and Black also starred in. Uh, I'm so excited to reunite with Jack this time in the recording booth, he said in the statement to the Hollywood Reporter. Claptrap is the funniest character in the game, and Jack is perfect to bring him to the big screen, end quote. If you ask me, Black's wild exuberance is a perfect match for the robot's quippy in-game persona. If you haven't played the Borderlands series before, just watch this compilation of some of Claptrap's best quotes and then other things that don't apply to a podcast. Uh, end quote. Uh, so I will say that my my excitement did increase after I did found that I found out that Jack Black is playing Claptrap because originally, you know, we we're talking about the Kevin Hart casting decision of him playing Ro- uh, Roland, you know, and, and we we're all like, oh, well, I think I feel like he'd be a better Claptrap. But now hearing who's playing Claptrap, I'm like, OK, that is a much better Claptrap. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's like that meme of like, OK, they lost me in the first half, but they brought me back because, um, again, I was like. Kevin Hart's not playing Claptrap. Okay. Oh, Jack Black's Claptrap. Claptrap. Okay. <laughs> okay. Go. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and, and the thing is, dude, you know, I like how people are talking about like, oh, Kate Blanchett gets to reunite with Jack Black. Uh, no, Kevin Hart gets to reunite with Jack Black from Jumanji one and two. And yeah. And for me, they, for me, they're, they're the two most watchable parts of both movies. <laughs> um, I, I had issues with the I had issues with both the Jumanji movies, but for me, their time there, anytime they're on camera, they stole both of them. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's funny because with these casting decisions, which I think most of them are good decisions, um, I guess it just makes me more excited for the film, right? And then you know, I'm curious to see. Like as far as for this Borderlands movie in general, like I'm assuming they're gonna start from the first game, or are they just gonna gonna do like a a video game themed Borderlands where they make up their own story, but like with the same characters? I'm curious how they're going to approach this video game movie, so to speak. Yeah, that's that's the classic conundrum that with video game movies mm-hmm. of do you follow one of the? Because first of all, I think to a point, almost every video game movie or uh, asterisk i could be wrong that i think every video game movie that's been adapted from a game is is like part of a saga like again yeah. sonic you know how many sonic games have come out how many street fighter games had come out when the street fighter movie came out house of the dead resident evil borderlands yeah you know i mean 
Doom. So Unchart- Uncharted, and the list goes on and on and on. So that's again. So that's the conundrum of: Do they pick one of the games and go arguably line for line, or do they just use it as a as a as a foundation of like a world building tool? And I hope I hope they use it as a foundation of a world building tool and create their own world. Because one thing that's not exactly copy and paste a video game movie, but sort of is Detective Pikachu. Mm. That movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I heard that was a good film. I didn't get to watch that. Oh, one. watch it. It's very good. It's super good. I think it's still mm. on HBO Max. Okay. Um, it, no, it's really good. Um, and again, that game, again, Detective Pikachu was a game. And they, and put it this way Detective Pikachu perfectly built the world. It's, Let's say that movie came out. Let's say I think it came out in 2019. In the year 2019, who the fuck hasn't heard of Pokemon? The <laughs> world building that the world building in, in that movie took like 30 seconds. Like Pokemon are real. You know what they are. I know what they are. We're moving the fuck on. And poof, the movie starts. <laughs> it's um it's awesome. I think that's what they should do. Like nice. Like, don't take forever. Don't have like like I know like I love Lord of the Rings, but I feel like now they they like immortalized like that weird prologue super battle thing to like build a world and narration and all this stuff, and it takes like twenty minutes for the movie to movie. It's like yeah, let's go. Like I get, <laughs> but because 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 that's the thing. Like you know, because I feel like movies that do that, they don't know who they don't know who they're making it for. So for example, if they're making it for gamers that know the game. There's no point having like a 30 minute prologue world building thing. We know the world of Pandora. We know the characters. Let's go. But they're like, oh, well, we don't want to know our people that have this in the game. So let's take half an hour to do nothing. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. You know what I mean? So again, I mean, yes, Borderlands is not on a worldwide fucking phenomenon like Pokemon, but they still did it really well. It was like yeah. a 60s again. It was like a 60 second thing of like Pokemon are real. Here's this city. Poof. We're in the city. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was amazing. It was like one of the first movies in a long time. Just that I love it. Just it was. I still remember it now. It was just one of the few movies I've seen in a long time that didn't take forever and like draw out the world like hey man i get it that i i get it that one of your script writers or one of your artists or whatever took weeks to build the lore for this one cave but let's fucking go (laughs) 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 like I'm, i'm sorry like i'm sure there's like i'm sure you made up all this backstory and history to this clan great I, there's way the, the movie needs a movie. Let's go. So that's again. That's why I feel like they need to find their niche of like find out who their public is, find out who they're making the movie for, and make the movie. Because when you, when they do the when they do when they try to walk that tightrope of enticing pe- people like people that know the that know this game and waste time to bringing people that have it, you, you they kind of like anger both. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. I, I agree with you. Um, one thing too, just as a side note, you know, I I, I decided to revisit Borderlands too. You know, and bought it on my PC. Uh, super cheap right now. The games are on the the Borderlands games are on sale, specifically for Steam. I know in general, but 
Uh, if you haven't played the Borderlands games, play them. Uh, buy them now, too, because I, I, I bet the games are going to go up in price once the movie starts to get a little bit closer to us to, to be available. Um, but yeah, they're definitely worth the, worth a, worth a try, worth a play. They're really fun. The trailer drops. The first trailer drops. Sales over. Thirty nine ninety nine. Borderlands one. Thirty nine ninety nine. Borderlands two. Sixty bucks. <laughs> but on it. But again, on a side note, draw, go watch Detective Pikachu. Yeah, that'll be on my list. That'll definitely be on my list. I'll check that out very shortly. All right, folks, well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the big tuna of the day, which is the last of us HBO series finally has casted. It's Joel and it's Ellie. So we'll be right back right after this. everybody so uh very excited to talk about this as i feel like um i feel like the last of us has been held over my head specifically last of us part two because i haven't played it but i do have some good news the first the the (laughs) the good news is that a friend of mine is gonna let is gonna uh let me borrow his playstation 4 uh so i'll be able to play last of us 2 because i feel like i'm uh, it's being hung over my head so much. I'm like, you know what? I need to play this before the whole damn thing spoiled for me. Uh, but if, but of course this thing, second thing, uh, they have released the casting decisions for Joel and Ellie. So uh, this source here is GameSpot, but it says here in quote, uh, Game of Thrones star Bella Ramsey has been casted as Ellie in HBO's upcoming Last of Us TV show. Ramsey, who is a 17-year-old, uh, plays uh, Liana Mormont on Game of Thrones. So she is reuniting with HBO once more for the video game adaptation. Uh, it says here in brackets, update in another major piece of its show, Pedro Pascal has also been casted as Joel. Uh, Neil Druckmann, the writer of the game and the TV show, confirmed the casting in a tweet following the story that broke in The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, it says here, quote, we're absolutely thrilled to have Bella join the last of his family, he wrote. Uh, there was speculation online that the Oscar winner Mahasha Ali was offered uh, the other lead role, Joel, but the other reporter said that that wasn't true. Uh, the site also said Ali did quote unquote circle the project, but never uh, made a deal. Uh, the last of his TV show is also co-written by, uh, by Dreckman and Craig Mazine, who previously worked on the HBO uh, on Chernobyl. Uh, Kantmir Balikov is directing uh, also the pilot. Uh, while HBO has ordered the show to the series, the series is also a co-production with Sony Pictures Television, PlayStation Production, uh, and World Word Games, and Naughty Dog will co-produce. Craig and Neil are visionaries in the league of their own, end quote, says that Francesca Orji, the executive vice president of HBO programming. With them at the helm alongside the incomparable Carolyn Strauss, uh, this series is sure to resonate with both diehard fans of The Last of Us games and newcomers of the genre-defining saga. Not much about the show is known still. Uh, the TV series is expected to follow the events of the first game, with the possibility of also overlapping the content present of the game's recent sequel. The adaptation is said not to invalidate or, uh, or retcon the events of either games, but instead to expand on them, uh, end quote. 
So really exciting, uh, right? I, I think there's some really important pieces here to this uh, article. So first thing is that the people who worked on the game, specifically from a story perspective, have direct involvement with this show. Uh, I think that is a great thing, specifically for Neil Druckmann, because I, I feel that he is a, he is one of the masters as far as narrative, driven narrative within a game. The next thing is that it's on a platform such as HBO, uh, for me, HBO, uh, if a series on HBO is like a, a series to me, not like that's meant to be taken seriously, but I feel like you can really go balls to wall when it comes to boundaries, uh, on, on expanding, you know, going, you know, going, going over boundaries or just really hitting capacity from a production perspective. Uh, you know, so if anyone who is familiar with, you know, a bunch of HBO shows like The Sopranos or obviously Game of Thrones, you know, you're really hitting that cinematic feel, that movie type quality that, you know, Last of Us does need, you know, uh, it, it does need that. So that is a big thing. Um, and then also, you know, from its casting decision, I will be honest with you. Originally, I was not too big on Pedro Pascal being casted as Joel. Uh, and for the, for, for my brain, I, I really want to get your thoughts on this, but for my brain, uh, there's a thing that people do that the Hollywood has done in the past that I, I generally have not liked. And that thing is that they'll take a very popular actor and they'll just put that actor in everything because he's popular, not necessarily that he's a good fit for the role. Mm-hmm. And part of me was worrying that this was going to be that particular case, um however uh the god damn it what is what who's the voice actor who did who direct who uh for uh who did who voice acted uh joel and last of us troy baker troy baker yes thank you he actually uh didn't just like tweet or like announcement kind of like supporting the decision of pedro yeah. pascal being joel which i think is really powerful because you know troy baker is troy baker well, Troy uh, baker is joel up until this point as far as we're concerned yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. You know, so I think more of a reason, right? More of a reason why people were thinking, like, why don't you just cast Troy Baker? You know, so I, I think it is, I think uh, that is really cool that he did do that. But still, I'm a little apprehensive on his performance. You know, like he did The Mandalorian, which he did a good job, but a lot of that acting was very different than like the acting he needs to do in this series. Um, but enough of me yakking. What are your What are your thoughts on this, Arthur? I mean, are you excited? What What are your thoughts? I'm nervous again because again, I, I you're right. I I do think they're just pulling up the popular name of, I would say the year, but Pedro's Pascal's. He's been a lot of things this past few years, and mm. it's like, and I am nervous that his name got pulled just because the timing. But he is good, you know, mm. and people say like he's a great great in Mandalorian. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying for I'm not for most of the show. I mean, there's not too many spoilers, but most of the show, he was a dude with not that many lines and not that many movements. And face wise was eh. You know what I mean? So <laughs> Um, that's, that's my thing with the Mandalorian. That's just like, that's just my quick two cents with the, t- my two cents with his part in Mandalorian is that just as a character, cause he's a very stoic character that there's not too much that goes into it. I think, um, and then the other, the other part of me was the accent thing. I'm like, Oh yeah, but he has an accent, but I forgot Pedro Pascal is, is one of the, is one of these people that's in a long line of non 
like American born first native English speakers that can crazy secretly pull off an American accent because of the, the Kingsman two, the golden circle. Um, have you seen that movie? Yeah. He plays like a fucking like rodeo fucking Texan. And his weapon is an electric, an electrified whip. Um, it's like, it's, it's like, for me, it's like to a point, like, you know, you watch, you know, you watch the wire, and you find out Idris Elba is like super fucking British. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. So again, um, so voice wise, again, like I'm too, not like on a level of Troy Baker, but again, to voice wise, um, you can pull that off. Um, so I'm looking, I'm, I'm excited to see the main thing that I'm excited. There's the main thing I'm excited about. This actually isn't because of Pedro Pascal. The main thing I'm excited about this is who the fuck who the fuck's gonna be mainly behind the steering wheel um not neil Druckmann, but the guy that did chernobyl holy fuck you know we've talked about this i fucking love that show like i've rewatched it three times it's the first time i watched it i was like you should watch the show it's really good and i watched it one episode's like 40 minutes i i i it was one of the situations it was one of those situations where i play the first episode i saw the whole thing in one sitting <laughs> i saw the whole thing in one sitting um, and every time I've rewatched it, same thing. I've rewatched the whole thing in one sitting. Chernobyl was like, Chernobyl was a miniseries. So it was like 45 minutes an episode. Um, and there was five episodes. And if you have not seen Chernobyl, go see it. Um, the other thing about this is HBO. You know, you mentioned HBO. HBO has been fucking killing it with shows. Uh, Watchmen. Um, Chernobyl. Oh, that. Cthul- not Cthulhu County. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lovecraft. Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft County? Country? Yes. Is it country yeah, love, or county? Yeah. Uh, country. Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Watchmen, too. Same thing. Watchmen fucking killed it in the Emmys like, last year or something like that. They've, they've, they got nominated a, a lot. Um, and now there's this other show. I forget. There's other show that's starting to air on um, HBO. That's also getting praise, but yeah, HBO. When it comes to, when it comes to shows, HBO is killing it. The thing I'm nervous about this, but this is me in general, because I grew up in the '90s with Fox. I'm nervous. Is this an HBO miniseries or a show that's just going to go until we don't know what to do with it? Now, the reason that that's really odd, but like the reason I say I grew up in the '90s during Fox. For those of you who don't remember, if you grew up in the '90s watching Fox, you never knew what an ending was. <laughs> <laughs> because name a show that was on Fox in the '90s, it just got fucking canceled. <laughs> um, Firefly, Dark Angel, Angel, <laughs> like the list. Like um, real quick, like there's an episode of Family Guy where they come back to Fox after being canceled, and it's like, wow, I'm so glad all these shows still exist. And it's seriously like legit a 60 second scroll of the dozens <laughs> of shows Fox canceled. Yeah. And so I'm nervous that because unlike Borderlands and these other things we discussed that this is not a movie, this is a show. And I I don't know that it's not arguably the first of its time, it's definitely not the first show off of a game, but I I nothing's coming off to my mind. I think this will be the first serious show like first non Saturday morning cartoon of a show to be based on a game. Like there's a Saturday morning Mario brothers, Sonic and his chili dogs, uh, link and that weird freaky looking shop owner. 
Um, <laughs> so again, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head, but this is like, I, again, at least in recent memory, the first true, well, there's Castlevania um, on Netflix, which was good, but like live action show off a game. So that's my thing. Cause I, I think HBO kills it in its series, but I, I don't want the show to hit the writer's block where it just because it existed for too long. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah, like name, yeah. name, and name any award winning show in its first season, just because it starts to trail off later. And like, look at the walking dead, look at doctor who, you know, all these shows that were like ridiculous, high rating, high valued, even fuck game of Thrones. <laughs> the last season <laughs> again, that that's that just it makes that's the only thing that makes me nervous. It has nothing to do with The Last of Us, has nothing to do with the it has nothing to do with the potential writing. It's just I've been burned a lot from shows that don't know how to end. Yeah. That's my Yeah. Thing. Yeah, no, and I think that's a that's a uh you know that that is a fear that um i i could definitely understand as well i i don't think that will happen just because i feel like uh many series have been really really popular and and i think a lot of different um you know a lot of different uh uh uh, companies are starting to really get a feel for them you know so you have like uh you have the night of you have your honor on showtime you know, you have Lovecraft Country, which is a miniseries, Chernobyl, a miniseries again, you know, so I feel like uh, I, they specifically haven't said the term miniseries. So that's the only thing we're like, okay, well, if they say the specific term, then we know, okay, then that'll kind of calm us as far as, okay, well, we know it's not going to be, you know, kind of run into the ground because we definitely don't want that. Uh, but then also, I feel like with Neil Druckmann being behind it, um, I I feel feel like because he has you know uh, a partial creative control for the show i feel like he'll know when it needs to end or when or when you know it needs to be on pause or whatever right because the 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 exciting thing about this is that obviously for the last of us they're going to make another game right they're going to make another game and since we're starting from the first game you know they can cover and they say they're gonna it's gonna be an extension and an expansion of them so they can work on they can they yeah so they can do a show they can do the show around the game around the dlc around the second game uh i don't think they have any dlc for last of us part two but right yeah and then they could just not film until after last of us three comes out so they have a lot of wiggle room from the perspective of when of like releasing of, of having the game can, or having the, the series uh, continue if they wanted to do the miniseries broken up, if, if so, if they just want to do the first game, awesome. Right. But because th- for this type of game, they could have this released, they could have a miniseries release annually where it's like this year we're doing last of us part one, then the next year part two. And then by that time, part three should be ready to roll out. And then they can work on production for part three if the first two do well. So there are there are a lot of possibilities, but I feel like, you know, the the easiest thing would make sense would be do a miniseries, do the first part of it, and then everyone can kind of, you know, dive onto those stories through the in the gaming universe. So uh I'm excited for this. I feel like there's a lot of hard hitting um you know, executives uh, and actors. Uh, I really like that actress who who's being casted as Ellie. Um, you know, definitely is a, a bit small, uh, 
I guess not as nah. I don't know how to say this, but I guess like as far as like her stature, I didn't know that. Like, like I didn't think that it would be like her, like you know, like for for that. But as far as like her as an actress, she's like powerhouse. Like she was like amazing in Game of Thrones, um, and that's the first time I've I've seen her as an actress. Uh, but yeah, I'm super excited for. I think she's gonna kill Ellie. I think she's gonna kill it. She's gonna do an excellent job. Her character you was know, like I, badass I, in Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Absolutely, she had she had more balls than Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> she did. I don't want to fight. No one gives a shit. The zombies are coming. <laughs> Fucking fight. I don't want to go to war. <laughs> you know. And then, of course, obviously, the biggest thing too is seeing how their chemistry is going to be. Right. I feel like that's the biggest thing that. So they must have seen something from Pascal and them in the same vicinity, doing you know, doing some you know, doing a. a reading off the script or whatever, where they were like, okay, this is it, you know? So another thing too, that I was thinking about, you know, I know we talk about these, we talk about uh, these movies where, you know, you have different actors that they, they try to portray the exact type of character in that film, you know? So if it's like, you know, a white character in a, in a movie or whatever, based on a video game, they want to try to find another white character. And I feel like at this point now, you know, because people are stupid and they think that, you know, there can't be any changes. Obviously they can't because it's fiction. Uh, and it's just a creative space in general. I'm okay. If they approach Joel, um, not being like this American roughneck guy, you know what I mean? If Joel is, is played, you know, played someone who's, you know, Puerto Rican or whatever, you know what I mean? Like I'm totally okay with them adjusting the, adjusting that, adjusting that sense so, um, adjusting that sense. So, I, I, you know, as far as for that particular background of the characters, uh, I'm, o- I'm okay with those type of changes, you know? So I'm curious to see what's, you know, what's going to happen for the future. So, yeah, it, oh, uh, really random. I was listening like modern recent shows based off a game that they're taking, like, you know, they're not Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, I forgot cause I haven't seen it yet. The Witcher. <laughs> um, I mean, that's mainly you know, also based off the book, but ton of stuff from the game are in that show too. So, and that's mm. doing well. So yeah, that's I told you, like again I for, I forgot that existed because I haven't seen it yet. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should now. <laughs> but again, that's again like, I, the reason I, the reason I was trying to list something is I was doing my best to compare apples to apples mm. and and see what succeeds. And to a point, The Witcher kind of seems apples to apples ish, live action, serious tone, non Saturday morning cartoon kid show. Yeah. And from what I've heard, The Witcher is really fucking good. Yeah, it's a good series. Yeah. I highly, I, I, I recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it. Definitely recommend that. I'll, I'll watch, well, we always trade, we always, I feel like we always trade things to watch. I'll watch that if you watch Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I might watch Chernobyl first before I I, I go into Ted and Pikachu, but yeah. <laughs> Watching, yeah, definitely watch in that order. You don't you don't want to go from Pika Pika to and then they died of radiation poisoning. <laughs> it's uh not the right order of things. <laughs> oh, yeah, is that a yeah. oh my god, is that a Pidgeotto? His face is melted. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as just when it comes to 
Just when it comes to HBO, right? I mean, I feel like they're really they're they're, they're kicking ass, obviously, with HBO Max with all of this content that they're releasing, and, you know, and obviously the additional content being released throughout the year, such as the Justice League Zack Snyder, you know, cut. Um, but from a video game perspective, right? Like, if for them to roll out like The Last of Us on HBO, like a lot of heads are going to turn to like Netflix and Showtime and all these other companies as far as like, okay, what other IPs can we snag? to get money on you know so like we talked about previously in those previous episodes you know finally video games are being taken seriously from a story perspective you know i mean we've been saying this for years i've been saying this for years yeah. in general as far as like why why can't these fucking people take <laughs> games like, seriously as from a narrative perspective <laughs> it's like that one article i quoted that's one that's the, the one that's like the article i quoted the last ip war the last ip war for movies was comics the next IP war, which is happening now, is games. Yeah. Like just off the top of my head, you know, Monster Hunter, which is in production limbo, which is mm-hmm. out but not out. Um Solid, you know, Metal Gear Solid, Uncharted. There's there's some really heavy hitters. There, there's some heavy Borderlands we we're just talking about. Um, yeah. there's some heavy hitters for games, you know. That's 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 you know, coming up, you know, Sonic 2. Um, that's still that's still happening. I'm looking forward to it. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. I am here for it as well. So uh, that's going to wrap it up here, man, for the Gamers for Life podcast. Again, every Saturday, we discuss all things games. This is Jarrell, and this is my co-host, Arthur Thomas. That's me. All right. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week, and happy Valentine's Day weekend. Happy Valentine's Day weekend.